0: Hello listeners and welcome to a Maccorp special podcast where we're going to interview Jerko Zavella, CEO of Agassi Minerals, ASX code AGY. Without further ado, welcome Jerko and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks Steve, much appreciated.
0: So today we're just going to go through an overview of your company and projects and its people and uh, give our listeners uh, some insights um, or refreshing if you like um on where the company's heading um and where it's what's happened in the in the past with the company so let's start with your story and how did how did agassi Acres, eventually start and uh where did you get the project
1: yeah uh it goes back a few years ago argosy got um probably merged into a into another company which then uh, we were able to, to to take out of back in 2014 recapitalized and then sort of late fif- late 2015 to early 2016 we identified probably lithium as a as a uh, commodity or a mineral of, of interest, uh, amongst a few others, but nice and uh, early. Nice and early, reasonably early. Um, obviously, there've been some that had stuck around from the previous uh, wave back in the late uh, 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but yeah, we uh, we identified uh, lithium as as an interesting mineral. We had a bit of a look at um, projects across Australia in the hard rock space. Uh, I think Pilbara and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, There's a few in WA. Uh, who was it? Uh, Pilbara. Um, Atura? No, no. Pil- oh, well, Altura James had identified that uh, you know they had something at Pilgangura, and um, and Neil Biddle at Pilbara had probably identified they had something there, and that probably on the scheme of things that looked pretty positive for them. We had a bit of a look around Green Bushes, but I think you know uh, that's probably hard work down there given um, you know I think tell the history has the been there a long time, sons of Gualia and all that before, and they would have identified all the better stuff um, so in early 2016 we sort of looked elsewhere in, around the world and uh, given the lithium triangle was the the main source of, of lithium chemicals uh, supplying into into Asia and and the world uh, we thought well that might be a good place to go to um, so we came across Argentina we found some good people in Argentina and uh, after a few months um, you know by by mid 2016 we'd we'd signed up a, an arrangement with our local partner who's now Pablo Alaralde. Um, and, um, you know, the project that we identified there has been able to turn into the Rincon project, uh, where we've been working on for the last, sort of, what is it now, four years nearly, uh, since early 2017. So it's been you know, uh, quite a ride. Obviously, uh, the last couple of years have been a bit tough with the lithium sector being in the doldrums. Yeah, but, up and down. Uh, but we've been really just trying to advance the project as quickly as possible. And, um, and with our expertise and experience, uh, especially with the local team, uh, we're we trying to develop as quickly as possible into production.
0: Let's um let's talk about your team a little bit. What what sort of experience do they bring to Agassi?
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, the main our the main local partner is Pablo Alaralda. He was uh, the director of processing and technology at FMC uh, in Argentina for 15 years, from 1997 to 2012. Uh, that speaks did, volumes. Absolutely, he developed their their technology. He developed their patents. And and in the early 2000s, when SQM, you know, across the way there. Um, dropped the price of lithium from 3500 bucks a, a tonne to 1700 bucks a tonne, um, uh, FMC and, and the, uh, the predecessor to Albemarle, um, uh, uh, chemical I think it was, or Rockwood, uh, they went out of business overnight because SQM, you know, given it was a, effectively a by-product, they, um, they dropped the price, it didn't really matter to them what the price was, and, and put these other companies out of business and um you know, so you know across the board with some
0: other commodities as well yeah
1: that's right so fmc was out of business for a while and it was Pablo that retweaked their process to get them back economic and, and start being able to produce and sell and make a profit at eighteen hundred dollars a tonne so uh they had to do that for a little while longer until SQM, um you know sort of uh, i guess uh gave up a little bit on the low pricing uh, methodology and and the price increased back to $3,500 a tonne, and then obviously Albemarle or Chemital you know, Rockwood, whatever it was in the time. So, you know, again, Pablo's experience is second to none. He spent 15 years there. He tried to obviously get the, his Rincon project up and running after he left uh, uh, FMC. That's why he did leave. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I guess the lithium wave had sort of expired by about 2013, and Argentina probably was still a bit of a difficult place for... Foreigners to invest uh, privately or into private enterprises that Pablo was trying to do, and and lucky enough, like I said, uh, a few years later we came across him. He was looking for an investor. We were looking for a good local partner with with experience in lithium and and, a good fit. And it's been a great fit. You know, his family is second to none. Um, You know, when I go over there, you know, family birthdays, extended family. It's extended family. Yeah, Yeah, we get on fantastically. Like I said, it's. And your other team members over there. Anyone well, a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the family. Uh, Pablo's son's an industrial engineer, his son in law's an industrial engineer, so they're both in the business. Uh, his daughter's a, uh, a CSR, you know, community relations expert. Um, she, uh, her and her.
0: You got all the right connections. All right?
1: the right, yeah, all the right people there. Uh, one of the other younger chemical engineers that we've got that's running the pilot plant is a sort of family friend. So, again, it's all about protecting your IP, and, and that's what Pablo's been very cognizant of, and, and that's why we've sort of kept it, uh, you know, within the family, I guess you could say. But um, you know, it's just you know the, the works that they've been able to do and the strategy we've been able to follow, I think, you know, hasn't been uh, wasn't done by anybody else, and, and it's probably uh, you know others have struggled to, to replicate it. So I think you know we've gone about it the right way. Um, we've spent money where it needs to be spent, and we've had a bit of success, you know, pre 2018 or early 2018 up to then. And then obviously it was a few hard hard years for us. But um, really, you know, the advances we've been able to make, selling product into the market, building the pilot plant um you know getting mitsubishi on board Um, again it's all about you know doing the right things like you said earlier um following through with your with your strategy and and try to develop the project as quickly as possible
0: now one of the questions i get asked a lot about Agassiz's project is the um, commercial viability and and expanding the resource what's happening in that space
1: yeah and that's been obviously mentioned to us a little bit as well steve obviously the resource compared to a lot of our peers is is very much on the small side um, but saying that, um, we've got a you know we've got a small small tenement holding compared to maybe some others, but um, you know as part of that strategy for how we started our works, we obviously spent a lot more of our budget on building the pilot plant, the evaporation ponds, and, and so forth. Um, so you know the, the limited budget that we had went into drilling. So we only drilled down to 100 metres depth, and that's what's uh, delineated the resource, uh, which you uh, know from our PEA works. Um, Has outlined a mine life of 16 and a half years at a 10,000 ton per annum production rate. Now, you know many others have probably got PEAs that outline lot longer mine lives and a lot larger production targets. But as I like to remind a lot of people, um, you know, uh, Orokobre has only really been producing for a long time at about 12 to 13,000 tons per annum. Uh, FMC's Livent now is only producing about 15,000 tons of lithium carbonate per annum at the moment. So, um, you know. To go and build anything bigger in Argentina, you know, it hasn't been done before. So, you know, I'd rather walk before I can jump. But saying that, it's only, you know, we've only drilled the resource to 100 metres. We put an exploration target out a couple of uh, months ago, uh, which had a target between 100 metres and 300 metre depth uh, of brine. Um, And, you know, we think we can probably and increase that resource um, perhaps up to close to 700 and what's the number 724,000 tons combined current resource plus the exploration target up to that amount so if we think we can get to that
0: and then we um what so sort of extension on the mine life would that potentially Yeah, listen, offer. we haven't
1: obviously uh, done that work yet, but I'd like to think that you know we, we could increase the the mine life, you know, pushing up to twenty five years and probably doubling the production rate. So, um, you know,
0: you, and you, becomes you, commercially viable. Yeah, I
1: think it's commercially viable now anyway. It's half years at ten thousand ton because uh, we're building it in a you know building our plant in a modular fashion anyway. So you can always increase the production rate. Uh, and like I said, you know, we all know where the resource is in yep. the Salt Lake. It's in the it's in the Salt Lake. It's not hard to find. And, you know, some of our peers on the ASX have probably drilled down to, or, you know, even the Canadian peers have drilled down to five, six, eight hundred metres. So there's plenty of room to go to to increase the resource in in future years. But we are definitely focused on that and we're actually uh, working on it as we speak. I think we put an announcement out about a week and a half ago to say that we we are preparing works to start that drilling as soon as possible. once. um, And is COVID
0: affecting at that that at this stage of it
1: no listen we're, we've been lucky Touchwood. um that things up in salta province have been pretty well handled obviously they've still got their local cases and so forth but you know a bit like here in wa salt is a mining province and um you know their their government has really been um positive Managing. and yep. proactive in allowing you know mining operations to continue uh, albeit under you know restrictions and, and certain measures so we've been able to sort of uh, conduct continue our works we did shut down the plant about a month back last year in march or so um but you know we pretty much More started portion
0: at that stage yeah
1: so. well you know listen we all were taking instructions from the government but you know since then um, no it's been you know a few little minor hiccups but apart from that we've been able to generally do what we need to do uh, a few little delays here and there just but overall again, the whole
0: area seems to be active yeah absolutely which yep, is great yep,
1: yep salta province has, has done a great job yeah
0: excellent now um as far as offtakes, where where is Agassi at with their offtakes?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously we spent a lot of time trying to sort of find a strategic off taker or partner to come in and, and assist with with finance. I guess you know lithium projects are very hard to to finance. The traditional banks and finance groups, you know, as we've seen, haven't financed any new lithium projects in the last five years. And the ones that have been financed, you know, uh, with our corporate Toto Susho assisted in that, and Lithium Americas has got gang things. So it's been strategic groups that have invested to build lithium projects. So. That's what we need to do. I think that's the only way to get finance to build new lithium projects, given like I said, the, the difficulties to secure traditional, you know, mining finance uh, arrangements like the rest of you know the companies in, in, in the mining sector. We just don't have that available to, to the lithium sector unfortunately at the moment. Uh, hopefully that changes uh, sooner yeah. rather than later. So we've always tried to tie, you know, strategic offtake with strategic investment and, and, and some sort Social of working partnership. Yeah, and unfortunately, obviously, while lithium prices have been low, you know, none of the investors have probably been very keen. A lot of them, you know, some of them did make some investments back in 2016 and 17, and, you know, they came to nothing because yep. no new product came to, came to market. So a lot of those prepayments and, you know, we've seen failures like Namaskar and North American Lithium and, you know, unfortunately here in WA, uh, Altura and...
0: And the litre yep.
1: um, failed because you know, they've taken on debt and, and haven't been able to finance their projects correctly. So we've been very cognizant of that. Uh, we want to you know, be around for the long term, so we've been very cautious. Um, so what we had to do with our last raising, we had to go to the equity markets. But um, what we're trying to do now is, is probably link up um the 2000 ton per annum offtake with up, you know with working towards a 10000 ton offtake that we've got a pa for and that's the sort of next step in the project development so um, to try to try to line up you know some sort of strategic investment to help us get to the 10000 ton per annum stage as well because uh like i said going from a 2000 ton with a you know with a 30 million dollar capital raising is, is a, you know is probably achievable in the in the current market but to try to uh build a 10000 ton per annum project with a capex of 140 million us uh, that's a little bit more difficult to achieve uh, for finance purposes. So we're definitely working on it. Um, obviously, we've got good relationships with Mitsubishi. We've got a heads of agreement for the 2,000 tonnes per annum with them, non-binding. So we are flexible. So we are talking to various Japanese groups. The European sector's come alive in, in the last couple of years with their push towards uh, you know green technology and EVs and so forth. So there's a few interested parties over there as well. So like you said, watch your space. Probably that's similar to what we've been telling our shareholders for, for a couple of years now, but you know, given the interest in lithium, that's really retweaked or repeat and um, it's a long-term strategy and investment yeah but you know you'd like them to, to jump on board because as we're seeing, you know the, the lithium demand is going to keep growing and uh, we're very bullish on it obviously and you'd like to think there's a few groups out there with deep pockets that can uh, make those decisions and, and make those investments but you know as we're all seeing, you know no no other lithium companies have been able to do it so it is a bit, a that's bit challenging yeah
0: let's talk a little bit about um, the differences between Brian and hard rock
1: yeah, obviously we're, we're in brine, and um, you know brine's been the traditional source of lithium chemicals for you know the last thirty or so years, uh, mainly SQM, you know what's now uh and what's now Livent, uh, and obviously um, you know uh, uh, Greenbushes has been the other sort of primary source of of um, or hard rock in, yep. in, in the world, obviously because that's an extraordinary resource. Over the last five years, we've seen, like I said before, Pilbara and a few others in the in the spodumene world move forward. We've seen a few, you know, in other countries in Europe and Africa, sort of try to, to take the next step as well. But uh, I guess, you know, for, from our perspective, and what we've seen over the last sort of two or three years with prices falling, um, you know, it's been the lithium brine operators that have been surviving and thriving
0: and continuing so operations. So, big difference is the cost.
1: Cost of operations. that's right, cost of product, and uh, unfortunately, you know, the hard rock guys, and, and we've seen a few failures there, it's just because they can't compete on a cost basis with the brine operators. So, you know, I guess the brine operators, assuming they do it correctly, and it's the existing guys that I'm talking about, the SQMs, Livens, FMCs, oh, Livens and uh, Albemales, and, and SQMs with, with Oricobre, you've got to be able to meet the market in terms of price, and if you can't. Uh, like we've seen here in WA, all the, you know, the main hard rock guys have had to shut down or go into care and maintenance. Uh, during the period of low prices now hopefully prices are, are a bit more sustainable over the long term but um, the real difference is I guess being able to you know convert your your resource uh, into a saleable commodity or a saleable product which is a lithium a carbonate or a lithium hydroxide predominantly and be able to be profitable exactly yep. so that's the main difference really.
0: Well looking at your top 20 which you have sort of touched on um, from what I can see it's very very loyal top 20. Uh, Most of them uh, outside of a couple have been with you for at least three plus years Um, Do you want to talk about your top 20?
1: Yeah for sure obviously, um, you know I'm fully invested in the company and 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 through the family We've got some interest there and and the guys that helped us recapitalize the business uh, um, You know what seven years ago now are still uh, a lot of them in there and and very supportive I I still talk to a lot of the top 20 shareholders from you know that have been there for five or so years Um, again They've taken a long-term view. They see that you know this EV battery technology, green technology, you know, and lithium sort of product uh, is going to play a, a long-term future in, in the way the world's going, and, and they believe in the upside. And and um, you know, we th- they think we've got obviously a very good project and, and good management team and and, and, and and good local team to to really turn this into a, a an operation, a, a producing operation, and uh, obviously the upside uh, if we can achieve that, given that. Know Orocobre and, and even Lithium Americas to a degree, given they're sort of still in development phase. But you know, they're, they're you know, 10 times even more the value of what we are currently. So, there's plenty of upside to get excited then. about there for, for our shareholders as well. Um, you know, if we can do what they've done, um, hopefully we can achieve their valuations, which you know, what, what that's what our shareholders are sticking around for because a lot of them would like to retire after um, you know, we're we, we successful. Are successful. <laughs> um, so, uh, if that's possible and we can achieve those valuations, then you know, hopefully that's what they can do. but um yeah very supportive um but obviously we'd like to sort of get a lot more institutions on board and, and i guess in the last capital raising we managed to to do a lot of the, uh, the placement via the, the strong institutions so again to, to build a good register you need the, the long-term yep. support but also the, the larger institutions that can come in and and help you you know achieve what you're you're aiming to do which for us is building the commercial operation
0: excellent and uh, final sort of question, and long-term as far as ERP software, which sort of shows vision and belief in projects, is, is that on the agenda? Yeah, listen, we'll do whatever it takes to, to, to ensure we're successful. Obviously, uh, at the moment, we've
1: got Pablo and his team that, they've got their project management software, which, which I've got as well, so that sort of handles everything we've done. We've obviously got our, you know, we've, we've budgeted for, you know, we, we, we basically uh, did the PEA off the back of uh, the software that we've been using uh, to estimate the CAPEX and the OPEX. We've also done that for the 2,000 ton uh, scale project that we're looking to build now, so we've got a very good idea of, of that. But again, that comes back to You're our local understanding uh, in, in terms of costs of plant and equipment. Um, yep. You know, we built the pilot plant; we've got a very good understanding. Of the guys that you know, the plant and equipment that was built for the pilot plant will be the same guys that probably do the the next scale, uh, you know, scale ups of the project. So we've got a very good understanding of that. The boys sort of obviously put that into their. Into their programs but uh, if there's anything else that can help in that regard uh, obviously we'll do and as we move forward uh, not so much having confidence in the project because we've got you know 100 and, you know 100 plus percent confidence in the project given the way we've gone um but you know anything that you need to do to, to scale up and and further de-risk in terms of execution um yeah we'll do for sure
0: the focus over the next 12, 12 to 24 months is building the resource
1: no, 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 listen, um, we'll do a little bit on the resource, but really the, the, the 30 million that we raise is to build a 2,000 tonne per annum plant and get into production by mid next year.
0: Excellent, bring some cash flow in.
1: Absolutely, I'll just you know, build up the project uh, you know, in a modular fashion to scale up, because obviously that's where we want to get to, we want to get to sort of 10 plus thousand tonnes per annum uh, operations, and um, you know like I said, with, with financing being difficult to, to do that straight away, um, you've got to do it in a step-by-step approach, we feel, and that just de-risks certain aspects of you know, execution, of requiring finance, of you know, uh, product uh, qualification. Yeah, product qualification is a big one in the in the lithium sector as well with lithium chemicals. You don't just sign an offtake like that because um, you know the, the end users need to qualify your product, and that can sometimes take six to 12 months. Yeah. And you know, that, again, that's just another aspect of where we've been able to use our pilot plant to, to do some of that. Now, that's not the be-all and end-all because the pilot plant's not going to be the the plant that produces you know, at, a, at a larger scale, but you know, we're very confident that we can replicate the results and the product quality that we've achieved in the pilot plant with the scale up um, plants of 2,000 and 10,000 and further, hopefully. Um, so we are able to you know, give, you know, we, we've sold over 25 tonnes of product uh, from the pilot plant. We're sending you know, hundreds of kilos of samples to, to various cathode manufacturers for, for that you know, product qualification purposes and, and testing. And again, like I said, that's a lot of the things we've been able to do that a lot of our peers haven't been able to do because they're probably more focused on the resource, whereas the lithium business is a chemical processing business, not an exploration or mining business. There's not a lot of mining to it. It's, it's all about chemical processing and, and that's really the, the key component. And then obviously, if you get that right, you then need a saleable product, uh, which is all part of getting the technology right. And, uh, and then making sure that product quality matches what your customer requires uh, because if it doesn't, you know, as we've seen in the past, you have Teslas blow up. That comes back to you know the components that are used in in building the batteries, okay. and the cathodes are a main part of that, and the lithium chemicals or the lithium uh, raw materials are a key component of that. So you need to get all that right. And if you can't get it right, um, you know, people crawl
0: before you walk, as you've already mentioned. Yeah, well, and patience.
1: Know, <laughs> pay well, unfortunately, you know, we'd, we'd <laughs> like to have less patience and, and be able to move a lot quicker because we're ready to go. But, you know, that's just the industry at the moment. I'm very, very mature at out of, out of at the moment. control. Yeah, early stages in the whole industry.
0: Excellent. All right, look, I've, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Joko, and appreciate your time. And Thanks, hope Steve. our listeners get some good insight into Agassi Minerals.
1: I oh, appreciate it. Thanks very much, and good luck to them.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it.